right, welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Nate. And I'm Mike. What are we smoking today, Nate? We are smoking a Super Toro, which isn't super helpful because I didn't tell you what brand and all of that nonsense was. But this is a Perdomo Reserve Cabinet Series Limited Champagne 10th Anniversary. Yes, it is. And this is the Super Toro size, uh, and it is quite large. Not the largest we've smoked, but uh, it's up there. It's a big dog. And I've had the... Uh... I've had a couple different sizes of the champagnes, and they've all been good. Um, I was telling Nate before the show that this is the second lighter uh, toned cigar, uh, second Connecticut we've had on the show that I've really been a fan of. I already know I'm going to be a fan of it, even though I haven't had this particular model, which is maybe putting the cart before the horse. But Well, and we I'll have noticed okay. that... Sometimes with the size changes and wrapper changes, uh, not that this is a wrapper change, uh, but you've had different sizes of this, uh, like the Moon Trance with the Moon Trance uh, Maduro versus the, or not the Maduro, um, the Moon Trance. Uh, the Robusto versus the, the yep, Toro. Sorry, yep, the, the Robusto Torpedo. versus the Torpedo. It still tasted good, but uh, the Torpedo was not as good in my opinion, as the Robusto. No, I had a, a friend over uh, from out of state this weekend, and he's not much of a cigar smoker. So, of course, we smoked cigars. And then I gave him a uh, Moon Trance Robusto, and then I also gave him a La Gloria Cubana, uh, one of the ones we haven't had on the show yet, but we will. And he preferred the... Uh, moon trance greatly. Uh, I can see that. It wasn't even close, not for him. So my so my first impressions of this are really good. Um, the airflow is phenomenal through here. There's almost like zero drag. Right. Well, it's a Perdomo. Yes. These are premium cigars. Never had a bad Perdomo. Uh, very good. Very... Maybe the frescoes. I don't really like those. Okay. But... Very light, uh, but not overly sweet or anything. Nope, nope, it's just nice and, uh, it's a real cigar, but it's light. Yes, but it's light in a way where if you were to go drink a, a light beer, you would, you would get, uh, not one of the, one of the domestics, you'd get like a craft light beer and you can still taste the, uh, the art artisanship. Is that what it's called? Everything's artesian, right? Like the artesian well or the artisan well, the artisan bread, um, Yes, artisanal. Yes. Artisanal. That's like a, a buzzword for people our age, I think. Yeah, well, artisanal buzz- water. Right? I think it's I've a buzzword for people that shop at Whole Foods, but I could be mistaken. I know where one's located, but I've never physically been to one. I don't. I don't mind Whole Foods, um, other than it's r- fairly expensive. Uh, the worst part about it is none of the people shopping there know anything about personal bubbles and none of the people shopping there outside of myself wear deodorant so interesting that's very interesting i wear salt based deodorant and it works really well okay uh but you have to have it established you know it takes a good six seven weeks for it to actually work 
if anybody listening is going to try to switch, it takes a, you have to commit to the cause. And once your body gets used to it, it works great. So Uh, what's the premise with that? uh, So you can get a rock salt or you can get a bottle that has the salt dissolved into water. And the salt just basically kills off the bacteria that stink on your body. Okay. And it doesn't inhibit you from sweating or anything like that. So it's not a uh, antiperspirant. It's more of just a deodorizer. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it works not, pretty good. Once I did not know that existed out there in the world, but you learn something new every day. Oh, yeah. Yep. And it works great once your body... But your body's bacteria gets used to dealing with it. Okay. You know, after using the crazy antiperspirant stuff that is most likely not very good for you. Oh, come on now. <laughs> most likely. I'm guessing. You know, I've, I've, I've kind of subscribed to the idea that if it didn't exist, you know, 100 years ago, it's probably not very good for you. And even if it existed 100 years ago, it's probably still probably not good for you. But <laughs> well, what about this cigar then? Well, they made cigars, you know, 400 years ago. <laughs> Fair enough. Can't pull anything over on Mike. Right. Your favorite president, Ulysses S. Grant, used to smoke 20 cigars a day, so they say. Yeah. That's the apocryphal tale, at least, whether it's true or not. You know, who knows? Although I think my favorite is Teddy, but... Oh, probably. Probably. Somebody's okay. favorite president. Yeah, nothing nobody, I, I don't against. know if anybody really thinks that Grant was their best president, but <laughs> he yes. wasn't very good, to be honest. Somebody might like him for some reason or another. Right. And who are we to judge? Well, basically. I mean, outside the confines of our podcast, of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> Speaking about podcasts, uh, what are we talking about tonight? Yes, so we are going to have a wonderful episode about a topic that you probably don't know a whole lot about. Me guessing, the listener Unless you did both. research about it. I was told not to do research yes. about it. So we sometimes are do I listen. Topics on incels, but we're going to roll that over into something called a vol cell. And then we're also going to talk about the adjacent MGTOW and MRA. So These are personality types. Right, on the personality test? Yeah, I think so. No, yeah. no. The IJR. So it, they're all related to uh, something that is colloquially, colloquially called the manosphere. Uh, which Sounds uh, sexist. It is. Uh, ha- a significant portion of it is. <laughs> I would say. I mean, I don't know the exact percentage. There's part of it that's not and part of it that is. All right. But they use uh, language like taking the red pill, you know, the red pill, blue pill. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Matrix. Taking, from the Matrix, yeah. And a lot of their ideology is based on fantasy, so it really does fit. Uh, <laughs> but taking the red pill means that you're aware of the shittiness of women, uh, which is, uh, again, very interesting. And also, <laughs> incidentally, not the premise of the Matrix movie. No, no, it is not. <laughs> Which, uh, I mean, everybody can agree <laughs> that people can be shitty, but, yes, you know, it's just the way it is. So, uh, well, let's start 
at the ground level and work our way up. Yes, we'll start at the ground level. I'm going to call the ground level incel because they're the pretty much the most extreme form of this quote-unquote red-pilled manosphere type Well, and it thing. sounds like to me with the other, uh, I don't know, terms and acronyms and things you were spewing out there just a moment ago, that this is probably the term that most of our listeners will have heard somewhere. Yes. Well, there's been a number of uh, shooters who claim to be incels. Uh, and it's a big thing that they're like self-pity causes them to get enraged and want to shoot people for some reason. It's a common thing. Well, it's not a common thing, but it's more common than Unitarians going out there and shooting people for their, you know what I mean? So, yes, it's not exactly the most common thing in the world. I have, I have uh, um, a, uh, a sneaking know. suspicion without having done any research on this, that perhaps uh, kind of the underlying or a unifying theme, as it were, might be some kind of like stunted emotional growth. Yes and no. A lot of the, there's a portion of it that is stunted emotional growth that has to be a main component. Uh, the root of the whole thing that all ties it together is resentment towards women. Okay. Right. And that the causation of that resentment is kind of what brings about the differences in the groups. You know what I'm saying? So okay. it, the, the level of conscientiousness is what makes one go into one of these groups, if you see what I'm saying. So yes. the incel is the least conscientious. Uh, they're largely defined by an obsession with traditional gender roles. Uh, and they feel as though they're inadequate. They either feel that they're inadequate or they're super competent in these uh, traditional male gender roles. And they have a uh, an iconography of chads and like Barbies or Jennies or whatever they call the women. I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay, but, Chad... but that's where the term Chad and Tyrone comes from. Okay, I've seen the, like... the Chad thing because uh, one of my buddies has uh, family property out on Nantucket Island, and mm. there's an Instagram account called Chad Tucket where all these mm. like you know uh, fraternity boys go, yes. and they've got their daddy's money. And they end up getting their Land Rovers stuck in the sand and other hilarious antics like that. Well, the Chad and Tyrone is what these incels view as what women want. They're the college bro. They're like Ken from the Ken and Barbie series. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Uh, and then, of course, they call them Jennies or something else. But it's basically just a Barbie. They're supposed to be hot and all that there's and no not, real substance to the incels. And not terribly uh, intelligent, probably. No, 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 no. There's, uh, you know, the ideal incel woman is a homemaker who is extremely sexually attractive and submissive to them. Uh, Where's the fun in that? Well, you know, their goals in women are not very realistic. Yes. <laughs> uh, so the incel part is involuntarily celibate, you know. They claim that they are forced to be celibate because of all the meaty, meaty-head ladies out there not seeing them as being the alpha males that they, you know, deserve to be. You know what I mean? 
Well, when they say celibate, they're not counting the sex with other incels, right? Mm -mm. Like the other men? Like that's a freebie? Oh, and there is a strong self-hating homosexual component to the incel community. A strong component of that. There's a character named Nicholas Fuentes, and I've told you about him before. Is this who the... is a Mexican, okay, who is a that's white supremacist, and who is a closeted homosexual who claims to be an incel? <laughs> yes. Well, I'm not going to do the of... research to prove him wrong on that. <laughs> well, he's been caught multiple times with like tranny porn on his phone. And it's usually like the guy sucking the trans trans woman's penis, like that sort of shit, you know. <laughs> it's uh, he's like a conservative commentator who is a super right wing authoritarian. Okay. <laughs> so there's like definitely conservative leanings amongst these people, and uh, I have a I have my take on it. I kind of came up with this recently. I was listening to one of these guys' videos on a show, and I kind of came to the realization that all these incels are uh, losers, and I think in the back of their minds they realize that if they were to change their quote-unquote standards for the women that they'll date, then they could be with women and live happy lives, but they refuse to be with any woman that's not who, as hot as the hottest woman you know, on the block is right. Like they want the hottest woman in their eyes, in their eyes, the hottest woman. And they yeah. know that they, that's not going to happen uh, because they're losers, you know? Well, uh, and they won't meet someone where they're at. No, you can't. You, know, yeah, you don't, you, you don't yeah. meet somebody and then the next day decide to get married or whatever, even like steps less severe than that. Not that marriage is severe, but it's, you know, definitely a commitment. Um, you know, and people grow and change all the time. And you can't have just a character stereotype Barbie or Ken character and expect them not to change, even in tiny little ways. But, you know, for them to to change to allow something else would mean that they would have to allow constant change almost. Right. Well, I mean, there's a big trend amongst these guys to not to not accept that women have a perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they think that women should just be like robots, sex robots. Well, we're getting and to that point. They view in the past, they view, they view women of the past as sex robots. Not like those women had agency or anything. You know, it's real weird. Yeah. Like, like you said, low conscientiousness, very low conscientiousness. So you've heard about these insults. Then, at least tertiarily. Yes, I didn't know that it stood for uh, involuntarily celibate. Um, but I've yes. certainly seen people that embody, you know, and maybe not fully, maybe not, you know, fully into it or, or self-proclaiming. But definitely I've heard uh, that sort of rhetoric uh, right. among some people. Oh, yeah. Like, they deserve sexual rights to... Whoever the attractive woman is in their mind, it, it, it's yeah. all going to vary. They don't even accept that, though. Most of them have a standard of beauty that they feel is universal. You know, not even acknowledging that somebody like Kim Kardashian would not be considered sexually attractive 70 years ago. Yeah. Right. Not well, in it's, Hollywood. It's weird, you know, even um, 
Well, and Shakespeare is older than that. But uh, it's funny because in Midsummer's Night Dream, it's the uh, they had the one of the characters was very tan, and one of them was very pale. And the pale one was more attractive because it meant that they didn't have to go out and do menial labor in the fields. Oh, right. Whereas, you know, nowadays the tan women are generally more sought after because they're lounging, you know. In the sun. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's a different... uh, I think that the incel only exists in the modern world because they're allowed to go on the internet and wallow in their own shit with people who are just like them. You know? Yeah, I think they've probably always existed, but they've never been as united. Um, I would See, imagine. I don't think they existed because... Oh, you, you're you telling know, me... 400 like... years ago in a small village, that just didn't... Those sort of thoughts wouldn't have permeated your mind. You know, you don't have access to knowledge that would lead you to believe those things yeah, you know those, what I mean? those underlying thoughts would still be there you're telling me jebediah didn't look look at his neighbor mary on the farm and got upset when she rejected him because he didn't bathe or he didn't know how to quote shakespeare or something i'm not saying those feelings didn't exist but the obsession of it and like saying oh, i'm gonna be celibate forever and then take lash out at society because of your lack of being able to get with the one yeah, I mean, Check. I suppose like I mean, you know, the, the lashing out at society part is probably where I would agree with you. Um, I think there's some pretty sad and depressed uh, journal entries from, you know, like the 1700s and, uh, and earlier. Well, sure. I, where, I think internet you know, pornography goes into it, too, because well, in yeah. the 1700s, you didn't have access to pornography. No, and so if, you you wanted, had to... if you wanted a nudie picture, the, your woman had to sit for hours to be painted, you know. Right. Well, if you wanted to see naked women, you had to, like go out there and succeed with some woman somewhere. Yeah. Or, or, you know, pay for a, a prostitute and then get Lord knows what venereal disease. Right. These guys won't have sex with prostitutes either because they think they're too good to do that. Yeah. So, I and mean, that, the root line. And that, of the... and that beauty is artificial and you can't mm-hmm. have artificial beauty. Mm-hmm. Or so I imagine. Right. So other characteristics of this incel group, is that they're almost universally teens or early 20s. Uh, this is not a group of guys that are in their 30s. Uh, and they're also usually uh, poor. Poorly educated and also economically poor. A lot of basement dwellers, you know. Yes. Uh, literally basement dwellers. And I don't want to crap on people for living with their parents or something. But, um, no, as, as the, as life dictates, you know, I mean, it's getting harder and harder and harder to live and it's probably not going to get any easier with the, uh, federal reserve waging war on inflation, which they also created. So we'll see how that turns out. But, you know, these are people that either have chosen to stay with their parents forever, or they decided that they can't move out on their own because of that low self-esteem. Right. Well, I, I have the feeling that a lot of these guys have very low intellect and they don't, they're so dumb. They don't understand that they're dumb. You know what I mean? One of those situations where they're, they're not intelligent enough to understand that they're morons. They'd be the first ones to tell you that they're not though. Oh, that's what I mean. They think that they're smart, but, and they think somehow that they've, you know, got the whole universe figured out. 
They're perpetually, yeah. you know, 13 years old. Or it feels like they are trying to wrangle uh, circumstances into a narrative that makes them out to be the victim. A victim. Yes. And, and the hero of their own story who's, you know, constantly getting beat down and soon they'll have their day of redemption. Yes. Oh, yes. Big time. So, and that's, I mean, incels are, incels are almost like the younger version of a vol cell. We don't hear a lot about vol cells because the vol cells aren't really doing any violent crimes. Yes. And they're not as funny. They're more sad than an incel. The incels are funny to people like you and I, because we're old enough to see that they're just, they're being foolish and young to a certain extent. Yeah, and uh, I think even to younger people uh, that are at least somewhat educated, uh, not necessarily school-wise, but anybody right. who has any kind of life experience is just going to look at these people and say, okay. Right. I mean, like I say, I think a lot of it is they have these standards that are created by, quote-unquote, Hollywood. And yes. they just don't appreciate that Mary, Mary Rotten Crotch down the street is perfectly acceptable to be your partner. Even if though she, she's not she as attractive watch, as... wash that crotch, then she would be. Right, right, yeah. I mean, you're not going to have sex with Scarlett Johansson or Cindy Crawford or whoever the hot thing is at, is at that moment in time. You know? Yeah. You, you, you can't expect that uh, your girlfriend is going to, or your partner is going to be as attractive as whoever is on TV, right? Their, their job is to look attractive full-time. Yes. So. And they've got a team of people to make sure that they look attractive full-time. Right. And, and nowadays it's even more difficult because there's a whole team of people in addition to that initial team of people that can digitally enhance things. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they can't save the animals and pray, uh, but they can make the women look more attractive on screen. Oh, there's money in that. Yes. There's definitely money in that. Okay, so we've covered the base level uh, of incel. And is this kind of like, uh, I don't know, like a clan activity where you, you move up in ranks? or I would say that you graduate either from being an incel and you know getting over that stage in your life and getting usually getting full-time employment. Most incels do not have full-time employment. You know, these are not people who are engaging in society on a normal level. They're, okay. They're like the, not losers. Are they they're like, like the stoner pizza delivery guy or? Uh, no, stoner pizza delivery. They're, they're like the not stoner pizza delivery guy. Oh, because they know? wouldn't stoop to stoning being stoned. Yes. A lot of them. They, they, okay, there's a strong it. streak of like neo-fascism. No offense to any stoner pizza delivery dudes. We love you. Or chicks, no. you know, no, or thems. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with being a stoner pizza, uh, pizza delivery person, but. Uh, these get these these young men are usually like all about the straight edge lifestyle, you know. So uh, it's very interesting. They're sad, sad. Yeah, sad. but people, but people that are straight edge are not necessarily incels. No, definitely not. So I think we should make that distinction just off the I bat. Didn't, I didn't know anybody who was an incel growing up twenty years ago. Yeah. It wasn't a thing. This is a product of the internet. I mean, like, you know, like the yeah, incel yeah. identity is, is like something that you are proud of or uh, broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> like that is, 
What I almost that wonder is because a, there was internet no internet knowledge. back in the in the KKK days, and they all kind of found each other and uh, kind of kept that hush hush. But or you know, right throughout certain periods of, of history. I mean, sometimes they were almost hailed as the hero uh, nationally and then vilified, uh, rightfully so, on the latter part. But I wonder if there haven't been more of these kind of incel groups that people just didn't know about because they weren't advertising on the internet or making their presence known on the internet. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, we're uh, not going to, we're not going to figure it out or solve it on this episode. I've no, just, no, uh, we're not. you no, know, we're not. trying to ask it, questions because you told me not to research it. So I'm just asking the questions that would kind of normally pop into my head. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't remember there being any incels. I don't even remember there being incels on the early days of the internet. You know, because uh, uh, men would chase after the women in their local area, regardless of. Hey, the women, there were always whatever. hot local singles in my area. So I don't know what you're talking about. Chasing there were always women, women that wanted to get with guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I never had any issues uh, finding women to uh, go after. Whether I failed or not is another matter. Obviously, most men fail all the time. <laughs> But uh, there were women out there that you could at least life. chase after. Well, you know what I mean. No, I, yeah. I know. <laughs> so anyway, so I think a lot of these incels, they grow out of it. You know, they figure out, well, I'll chase after this one weird loser chick that plays magic cards or whatever. And uh, yeah, you know, whatever those individual incels, I don't think the incels are necessarily into magic cards, but. They find some woman that they can go after. And they I don't know, but her black deck it. destroys my red deck all day long. Oh, man, my old green deck. Even my uh, my nephew used, he calls me a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an artifact. I've got an artifact deck that is, if I can get it going, it's almost unbeatable. I don't have any magic cards anymore. But <laughs> Oh, yeah, me either. <clears throat> totally not. Um... <laughs> I would. I still would. They, they were lost with time. Let's put it that yeah. way. But uh, anyway, so are you? So, um, I don't know how you get all this information. Are you saying you're Kaiser Soze? Kaiser Soze. Oh my god! Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, that's from The Usual Suspects. If nobody's seen the film. Oh, neat. <laughs> anyway, I had to bring it back and, and bring a little levity uh, before yes. we dive deep into the uh, the, the, the deep well, end of the. Well, the is a lot is a lot sh- uh, shorter. Oh, okay. Well, let's. Uh, uh, you didn't talk about this, and I think I'm about halfway through this cigar. I am not quite a halfway through. Uh, That's because I've been keeping you talking so I could puff away at this bad boy. Oh, there we go. Uh, I like it. It's good. I also like it. I think it's gotten a little, a uh, little earthier, kind of midway here. It's it. Uh, it's getting stronger. Yes. S- stronger than it was in the beginning. Uh, which is good. But I think what you haven't talked about with this incel movement, uh, at least more more than in passing, is you had mentioned that the incels tend to do a lot more violent acts or shootings. Yes. Uh, so I think we should delve into that just a little bit before moving on to our next group. Okay. Um, just because you said the full cells don't typically do uh, violent acts. No. Well, the full cells are usually older. Okay. They're usually out of that phase of being in their teens and 20s, you know? Yeah. Just like anything else, teens and 20s, uh, especially men, seem to be pretty extreme in their beliefs. At least they can be more extreme in their beliefs. 
Yeah, I can vouch for that. I mean, I didn't shoot anybody or, you know, no, get into any fights or anything like that, but I definitely got into some heated debates with people. Right. And the more uh, young women are the same way. I, uh, you know, a 23-year-old woman is definitely be more passionate about whatever is going on in politics uh, or the larger cultural picture than a woman who's, you know, 33. You know what I mean? And who's probably yeah. going to be more interested than maybe 43 and then, you know, so on and so forth. It's and usually why are, kind of why a, are all these old people in politics then, if that's the case? Because uh, it's a money-making organization, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, so you're saying it's about money and not about ideology. I, I'm, I'm, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Not a lot of firebrands who are yeah. you know, coming out on the scene at 60. <laughs> I don't know. You'd be surprised. Yeah, maybe. you know. Maybe. Maybe. That'll be our research topic for a future episode is uh, 60-year-old firebrands. That'd be uh, that'd be interesting. So the incels so. are prone to uh, sudden outbursts of violent behavior. Not all of them. That's uh, an exaggeration. Uh, some. You know, the handful of this uh, crazy incel violence is going to obviously be with the younger group. And the younger group is tends to be the the incel. You know, they they feel there's a feeling of hopelessness that they generate in themselves. So, and then and then what when they get uh, get to be thirty or so, they realize that the feeling of hopelessness is uh, beat into them by society and is not uh, not their internal inner flame. Uh, by the time they get to be thirty, they're either not in the incel camp anymore. Or they uh, switch over to being one of the other two groups. You know, okay. it's hard to be a 30-year-old incel because it's so foolish. Here's a question, then. Yes. Um, so if they have sex, are they kicked out? Are they kicked out of the yes. group? Yes. Yeah, you cannot be an incel that has sex. Uh, you, or you, sex with men. You cannot be an incel that has sex, period. And you, a lot of these incels don't masturbate either. Okay. They're uh, you no could have had a also. You, oh, well, that's a shame. Yes. Um, but you could have, so you could have had sex previously and then it's just being celibate. It's not necessarily being virgin. Yeah. It's not necessarily being a virgin. It's, it's, it's saying that, uh, you don't want to be celibate, but because of the rules of society and women's expectations on men that are unrealistic and your desire to be with super hot chicks and their desire not to be with yours and all, yes. a lot of excuse making, um, all incels are really voluntarily celibate because they just refuse to, you know, yeah. uh, try to attract young ladies uh, who are in their vicinity, you know. <laughs> so they're not That's clicking the on those ads. Yeah, they're not. No, they're they're not. They're not out there going uh, trying to uh, pursue women in any in any meaningful way. Uh, if they do start trying to pursue women, they usually uh, find that they don't have to be an incel anymore. Right. Like, yep. it's not it's not a mystery. <laughs> so. That's where they go to, like, the other groups in this group, okay. this grouping. All right. Well, so. let's move on to the next one. Then he says okay. the, vol the vol cell, the vol cell, which is what voluntarily voluntarily celibate. celibate. So they yes. they've this is kind of like what self-acceptance. <laughs> Basically, yes. Realized... It's like the next level where. Okay. Uh, they uh, recognize that they refuse to quote unquote settle for women that are in their general level of attractiveness. 
Okay. And uh, they uh, still feel that their life should be a normal walk, a Rockwell painting, you know, where mm-hmm. they're smoking on their pipe and then Rosie the Rosie the Riveter, except no riveting, you know, just super sexy model lady comes yeah. and serves her, so serves him his magic potion or whatever. Yeah, there's ice and, uh, uh, ice lemonade while he's like mowing the lawn or something. Yes, they want the white picket fence and then they want the the you know super hot housewife. Yeah, it's domestic. always got to be super hot though. Oh That's yeah, that's like one of the things. She's so hot that she can't leave the house. She, yes, she's right? so hot that she should be like a model. All and women it, should be models. Yeah, she, she's not so hot because because um, she, she's always cooking. Um, this might be an incel joke, and it, I don't mean any offense by it, but it's fair. It's kind of offensive um but do you know why uh most women or do you know why women uh should should cook why is that they've got smaller feet so they can stand closer to the stove oh see i've always heard it a different way oh have you yeah why are women's feet so small oh okay so they can stand closer to the stove right same same thing same thing, yeah. Uh, we've got a, similar, similar. Yeah, we've got a live poll up now. Uh, go online uh, to anywhere <laughs> and uh, vote for which telling of the joke is funnier to you. I mean, more, more most offensive to you. Um, but that you know, that's one of those jokes. Um, I don't really enjoy uh, the gender jokes or the racist jokes. You know, they're just not they're not very funny. It depends. Um, Some of them are great, but they have to be really bad. <laughs> Yeah, and like they and have to be over the top. Bad. Well, yeah, and and the point is, is like it's not uh, those kind of jokes. The rare few that I do enjoy aren't really trying to put the other group down or make them feel terrible. You know, it's kind of like making fun of some of the like even this foot joke, right? It's kind of like making fun of the 1950s uh, propaganda uh, or that white sure. picket fence. I mean, that's almost the same thing. You know, the white picket fence. A lot of these, like I say, the incel has internalized this propaganda and believes it's true and doesn't really recognize that it was never true. Yeah. It always was bullshit. So they, they, they create delusions of what the world should be and what it used to be. Uh, and that's where the Volso, they eventually either grow out of this and move on or they become voluntarily celibate because, uh, you can only live in the world so long before you realize that the world is not a Norman Rockwell painting and uh, life isn't fair. And, yeah, and uh, I think that's there's across... life that exists outside of the fucking internet and women yeah. do not look like Naomi Campbell walking down the street. Well, and that's across all... Whatever. All, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you'd call it incel a philosophy, uh, but it's kind of across all um, groupings of people, right? I it mean. Is. It is. In high school, when I think back to how I thought everything would be, you know, not necessarily for my age now, but, you know, for when I was like, when I was going to be 25, I was like, yeah, 25, cool, whatever, you know. Uh, But that's not how life worked out. No, you know, young men have super unrealistic, uh, super unrealistic goals. I remember when I, when I bought my pickup, uh, it was brand new. And my nephew asked me if, if, uh, if I thought that he could buy it from me when he turned 16 so he could have a cool truck like mine when he turned 16. And it's like, buddy, my truck's only going to be like four years old. It's still going to be worth yeah. way more than you're going to be able to afford. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, unless, unless that's what you spend your money on and you live in your parents' basement. 
you know. Well, even at 16, you're not going to no, afford know. a $50,000 truck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he just had an unrealistic expectation of what was going to be possible with a 16-year-old's job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're going to drive like a, a fucking Impala, <laughs> you know, that's 15 years old or whatever. If you can find them. But uh... he, he actually does drive an Impala. He got, he got a really oh, good okay. deal. But uh, his uh, dad helped him pick it out, and they drove yeah. a very long distance to get it and blah, blah, blah. But he didn't get an F-150 that had leather and, uh, had, you know, an off-road package and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> right. We gotta, we, speaking about your off-road package, <laughs> uh, we got to go jump some dunes or something. Mm. Not my truck. <laughs> Somebody else's truck. We can rent dune buggies or something. All right. Well, let's do that. Let's do yeah. something like uh, testosterone. That's my vehicle I rely on to this <laughs> transportation. <laughs> I thought that was your uh, work van. Yeah, it is kind of my work van. Could, could we jump your work van? Uh, you know, probably not a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> so. We could say we involuntarily jumped it. Yeah, I know, right? I know. So, yeah, crazy. But yeah, so back to the topic of all cells are basically just old incels that realize through life experience that they really are choosing not to pursue women. It's not a conspiracy against them. They're just awkward, weird losers that have unrealistic expectations. And uh, not that being an awkward, weird loser, I don't even want to call them losers. It's not necessarily they're losers. They're just not, you know, they're not ever going to be... bodybuilders or something <laughs> you know they're not the cool guy even the yeah. cool guy isn't the cool guy so well, yeah it's i think it's more about um you know being comfortable with who you are and where you're at right and these you know, uh, i mean well, the incel is too young they're everybody yeah, that's yeah, that granted, age is not comfortable. granted i'm just saying like normal people like you can right. be awkward and weird and you could become a bodybuilder there's nothing to say that you couldn't. Uh, there's nothing to say you couldn't become whatever you want to become. But part of I, what I've found anyway is what attracts people to other people is confidence, not arrogance, because uh, there's a very fine line there. But, you know, being confident with who you are and sometimes that is being comfortable with making mistakes and making a huge right. ass out of yourself and like, oh, whoops. Yep, I did that. Haha. OK, moving, moving on. Right. So, well, yeah, like I say, Volcel's real, that's becoming a niche now because the old incels are becoming older. Mm-hmm. The ones who haven't left the lifestyle. So are th- going is this, into that. is the, the Volcel then is probably a newer term. Yeah. Yeah. It is a newer term. Okay. And it's, so a, I, I, it's a put down by the incels on other incels, you know? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> to an extent, it's real weird. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but well, no. you know, uh, in ancient times, <laughs> philosophers often fought each other verbally in the streets. So it's probably just a continuation of that. These highly intelligent incels <coughs> and vol cells are now lobbying and bandying words in uh, public forums. They feel uh, they're to, intelligent. To, to, I know. I was being a little, for sure. little sarcastic there. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, in their chat rooms, well, I guess we don't really have chat rooms anymore, do we? 
no, no, I think that uh, a lot of that. They don't have uh, chat rooms. They don't have message boards. Well, they have message boards still, but kind of, yeah. Not in the same way they used to be. No, it's all different. Uh, you could have uh, you could have an incel volcel debate right on your uh, Facebook feed. You know, uh, who knows? They're out there, I guess. Oh, I'm sure. So anyway, those are the two really kind of shithead groups. And they're pretty much all negative, and I would say there's definitely no incel or volcel that does not have sexist overtones. Um, there, it's pretty much always a group of sexist guys who are, you know, just yeah, self-centered and not conscientious. Um, but the other two groups, the MGTOWs and the MRAs. They can be sexist, and they can also not be sexist. Uh, and the they dichotomy have one, of man. Well, so MGTOW is men going their own way, right? And it's uh, kind of a movement uh, mostly made up of divorced men who lost money in their divorce or lost their kid or something. Okay. Uh, who See, so when you say like men bitter. going their own way, I feel like it's just like a group of men. They went and bought a whole bunch of kayaks, and they take like sweet whitewater rapid trips together. A lot. There is there is an element of that. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. There's like, of course, a subsect that is sexist, and a lot of the uh, online feminists like to call the MGTOWs sexist, which there are some. Yeah. But largely, it's to smear the guys who are not sexist. They're kind of doing more like it was started off way back, you know, ten years ago. It's kind of a group for men that were screwed over by women usually economically and they were trying to recover you know what i mean and they were kind of like i don't hate women i still want to date women i'm not interested in getting married to women but i'll go on dates with them and i kind of just want to do my own thing and hang out with other guys and go do guy stuff and there's a healthy mixture of usually guys that have careers like i say yeah. They're the guys that lost money in a divorce. Okay. Usually, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. And uh, they kind of take the mickey out of certain social constructs, like women getting half in a divorce or yeah. women getting child support, you know, or women automatically getting uh, custody of children in a divorce, you know, shit like that. Yeah. And it blends into the MRAs. Men, MRAs are men's rights activists. And they are almost okay. exclusively men that wanted 50-50 custody and lost. And their ex, ex now has sole custody and they have to pay a child support and they don't get to see their kid. Yeah, It's almost exclusively what that group is about. Which I don't think is a, <laughs> I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, No, I, I mean, I like I say, there's these... definitely parts of it that go over the line into sexism. But both of those two groups yeah. have elements that are normal and healthy in a society where divorce and loss is a real thing. Yes. Well, and, and, um, a lot of States have, uh, kind of like no fault rules. So it's like an automatic 50, 50 split anytime you get divorced, which is great. And a lot of the MRAs want to make laws like that. Well, I don't know that it's necessarily great. Uh, I think that, a child, you should get 50-50 custody as long as neither parent no, is a criminal. I, no, but I'm not saying I'm not saying custody. I'm saying, um, you know, income. Mm. 
uh, property, uh, other things, you know. Right. That's not great. So <laughs> that's that's the, the no fault doesn't really have anything to do with custody. You still have the whole custody thing, uh, as far as I know. I mean, my parents divorced when I was like, I think, 25. So all of all of us kids were too old to have any custody battle. So right. it was it was purely, uh, you know, about the property and all of that. And they chose. Uh, so my dad was living or they were both living in Wisconsin. But my mom moved, you know, with heavy air quotes uh, over to Minnesota and filed for divorce in Minnesota, which is a no fault state. Oh, yes. Instead of instead of going into Wisconsin, where then they would have to they tabulate everything, you know, so. Sure. You when know, I was and, living and, in, uh, and that's North their Dakota. story. I'm just saying, you know, I think that um, maybe 50 50 outside of custody. I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not here or there on it. I, I mean, I. It's hard to say. I would usually like to say that the person who brought more economic power should leave with more stuff. Whether it's a woman or a man, it doesn't really matter. Well, yeah, I think gender yeah. is not important. Um, but then I guess you could make the argument that, well, if they were bringing in more economic, were they really doing as much child rearing? So should the, you know, I don't know. But you could go and say, well, they each brought 50% of the genetic material, I guess. I don't know. Right. Right. When it comes to the child custody thing, I, should, I think it should always be 50-50, unless one parent is uh, proven to be uh, not capable of being a parent for usually legal reasons, you know? Yeah. I you think, know, I, I, isn't, and I, I don't know, uh, but is maybe maybe this is part of, you know, movies, <laughs> um, but isn't, isn't custody usually like one parent gets them for like the weekdays and one gets them on the weekends? It depends. Or something. I mean, I, I guess it's all like it varies wildly, but uh, it depends. It varies wildly. You know. Um, I guess I'll just I'll you know suffice it to say that there are, are plenty of laws in the books that are kind of, um, not, not detrimental, but definitely slanted against the men. Well, like uh, the MRA stuff. A lot of our divorce law was created when divorces became legal in the United States. And at that time, yeah. women usually were not allowed to file and were also not really allowed to work outside of the home, uh, unless they were lower class women. Well, or if they were allowed to work, it wasn't necessarily societally uh, acceptable. Right. Like right. They could, they could so. do it, but they would be ostracized from their, their groups. Right. So it, it, it's, it's, a, it's from an era that doesn't exist anymore. So. But anyway, I'm partial, more partial to the big tell and the MRA uh, because it is kind of for adults. And it's also, it, it definitely parts, parts of this group go way over the line and become sexist and go into the sexist territory. But Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you, you can say the same thing about feminists, really. I do say the same thing about feminists. The MRAs are kind of like the, the uh, stepchild of feminism. Yeah, I mean, there's some really good uh, and very logical and, and rational feminists that have good points. And and then you've got, you know, kind of like the other subset where oh, they're for sure. louder than kind of the, the more rational feminists and want all men to be castrated and 
Right. The MRAs yeah. would usually be, I mean, I would classify them almost as like first wave feminists where it's like an MRA thought would be that uh, men and women should both have to sign up for the selective service. Yes. You know, or child custody should be 50, 50. And I think they both do know, now have to like sign that. up for selective service. Don't they? No, only men have to sign up for selective service. I thought there was a law that passed recently, but oh, I maybe not. No, I guess I, I I've not heard. Of, I, <laughs> I'm not, not 18 anymore, so I don't care. <laughs> well, you're almost out of the age gap to be able to be subject to the draft at all. What's so that, Sunny? What's that? Yeah, I know, right? I know, right? So, uh, but you know, in MGTOW, there was like for guys that are feeling lonely and you know distraught. There's like good self help with some of that sort of thought process, you know. Yeah. I, I, re- I watched a video of an older guy that ran a lawn care business in Florida and he owned his own home and he was making a video. He's like, you know, MGTOWs in their 20s. He was like, listen, guys, I'm in married and divorced. <laughs> you're going to have to be prepared to be lonely because living alone is, is, is lonely. And uh, you're going to really want to go and shack up with a woman. My suggestion is, you know, have fun and go on dates, but be very careful about, yeah. you know, who you get yourself involved with. it's like pretty common sense but at the same time we don't encourage that sort of thinking in a lot men a lot of times yeah it doesn't feel that way at least (laughs) certainly not (laughs) you know Um, what i mean it's almost (laughs) uh you know it's almost like trophy hunting almost Mm -hmm. you know like if you i mean if you really sit down and think about it right there's this monster let's just say white-tailed deer right monster buck out there and you want to shoot it but if you shoot it, you're removing his genes from the gene pool forever. So really what you'd want to do if you want more monster bucks is let that thing bang as many does as possible. And then it depends in, and on it, how big of a monster, though, because the bigger the monster gets, the less likely it's going to reproduce the next year because it's more likely to die. Yeah. I mean, right. And with other that, animals like the black rhinos. The big monster, monster black rhinos, you want to kill them off because they don't reproduce anymore. And all they do is kill babies. Yeah. And bears, too. If you want yeah. to grow a bear population, you kill the big boars because they go around and eat babies. You know, you want to get rid of them. Well, that's part of a well-balanced breakfast. Right. It is. Well, for a, a grizzly bear, it certainly is. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I mean, but there's, but even within that, there's a, there's a line, you know, you have to understand you know, but a lot of I think a lot of men fall prey to that kind of trophy hunting, and they'll go solely for looks. And uh, the other person's personality is like that of a toilet bowl, you know. So oh, sure, absolutely, right. And like I say, the men's rights activists, there's a lot of shit they talk about that makes sense. You know, like a lot of the men's men men's rights organizations want there to be scholarships for boys at schools because yeah. uh, males graduate at a lower rate at every level of school other than be at the doctorate level. So more women get high school diplomas, more women get uh, four-year degrees. Yeah, I'm not sure about two-year degrees. Uh, and I know more women get master's degrees as well. So their point is, well, if we want equality, uh, we should maybe limit the amount of scholarships we give specifically to women and you know, either give more to men or just eliminate some of the ones specifically for women because we're we boosted women up enough to where now they're they're leading the group. You know, if you really want to make it equal, 
then you should make it equal then, right? Yeah. And I, you know, I know we talked about this um, when we were talking about athletes and things, but I think the wage disparity is still kind of the driving force on that, where women are either not making as much as men or they feel like they're not making as much as men. Some, a lot of it is feeling and a lot of it, a lot of the disparity between one group and the other nationwide is because of the type of jobs that people go into. Well, yeah. You know, uh, an electrician makes more than a school teacher. Uh, and that's just the way that it is. I and mean, it'll always be that way. Yeah. And I know uh, Hollywood's like very outspoken about it. Um, but then if you get, if you get into it, a lot of times it's like, well, look at the screen time of the male actor versus the right. female or look at who's the main character or, you know, who's more well-known at that point. Cause you know, in Hollywood it's, there's so much stuff that goes into it and, and the income is only part of it because you can choose to get a flat fee for your performance. Or a lot of times they let you option for a percentage of the box office. Right. So you can kind of gamble and bank on it being a big hit, which maybe is what Tom Cruise does. Cause Every time he does something, it's a huge hit, uh, mostly. But right. oh, yeah. you know, um, he t- everything he touches goes to gold. But he also yeah, and it, and it he, comes, now at this point, he only does movies that are Tom Cruise movies. Well, yeah, and I and mean, he's gotten to that point, you know, right. and bully Over for time. him. But you know, and and a lot of it comes down to your agent and and who negotiates on your behalf too. So you know, I mean, there's a lot more that goes into it then what the media will lead you to believe. And I'm not trying to turn this into a Hollywood. Let's talk about movies. I'm just trying to say that. Well, it's, I think it's, it's across industry. What's well, across industry of, doesn't matter because a lot of our national narrative is driven by the elites. Well, and it's driven by and they gender. They don't take into account like the, but with the gender debate, especially because like a lot of the, um, Oh, me too. Movement was all these Hollywood women and these high powered women. Yeah. You know, they're not, I mean, I cannot sexually harass my coworker and get away with it. No, uh, well, and, and who's and you who's know? which gender? This is this is still a, a generalization, a stereotype, maybe. But which gender is more likely to negotiate more fiercely at the at the beginning, at the get go? Sure, men are usually right. more aggressive and less. Uh, they're they're more risk taking in general. That's why there's. Yeah. More, I mean, again, back to the MRA, the majority of homeless people are men. Yeah. But the majority of people in prison are men. Men get longer prison sentences than women for the exact same crime. Even when they're accomplices in the same exact crime, the man will get a longer prison sentence. Yeah. Uh, well, and it's, uh, it's funny because you can see it even on some of these uh, public service announcements, uh, advertisements uh, paid for by the government, where they'll say, you know, one in four homeless people are women. And, right. and that's supposed to make you care about the women, but then you sit there and say, well, okay, but three out of four are men, so where's their PSA? <laughs> you know? Right. Um, oh, there was a sex trafficking case uh, that happened in the city I was living in, and it was a woman who was there, and then there was a man who was the pimp, and she was running like 20 underage prostitutes in the town. Yeah. And they caught him, and he got life in prison. And she claimed that she was also a victim and she got like 20 years or something. Yeah. And it's like, well, she was the boots on the ground doing all the crazy sex trafficker shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that she wasn't potentially also a victim, I guess, but 
You're talking about Jeezy uh, Crazy here. She was definitely a perpetrator. You're talking about Jizzlene <laughs> G- Maxwell? No, not Jizzlene. That was not Jizzlene. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was like uh, not Someone small else. town stuff, okay. but it was yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a, a, a sex trafficking ring. Yeah, ring. not necessarily national news, but no, uh, it was not national news stuff. It was local news stuff at yeah. that time. And it's like, well, geez, crazy here. You know, this woman was like running this brothel. Like, she's definitely part of the uh, crew of criminals. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but. Well, and, and I don't, this isn't what I've always said. And, and I've seen uh, kind of a counter movement to this. Um, but a lot of times, and it's not necessarily women because men are the same way. But it's if, if there's one group that wants the same, you know, benefits that another group has. A lot of times that group that doesn't have those same benefits does not want the same amount of responsibility or accountability that that other group has. Right. So they kind of want that for nothing. And now there's a whole counter movement to that, to where they say that people who are talking about personal responsibility are part of the problem that are keeping these other groups down. Right. Well, one of the MGTOW statements that can be construed as sexist, but it's also partially true, at least, that uh, the quote-unquote modern woman wants all the rights of a man, the uh, want all the rights of the man, all the benefits of a woman, and the responsibilities of a child. You know, I've actually seen that. Um, it's not really a meme. You know how you can do like those uh, kind of like you, you pick like a nice background with a, like a sunset or like mountains or trees and then you put like text over the top of it. Yes. Like I've, I've seen those uh, on Facebook from usually Christian uh, people that I'm friends with. Interesting. You know, and so that's kind of and I've because I've heard that before and I've, I've I remember seeing it. I don't remember who on my my friend's list you know was posting that kind of stuff but i've definitely seen that so that's maybe one of those uh bleed overs or you know where the venn diagrams kind of like intersect because that's a big oh, sure. a big part of christianity is you know men and, and women have very defined roles sure you know they took the sure. whole book of lilith out of the bible because uh she liked to be on top during sex and that wasn't and that wasn't good um but i would say to you have you ever tried it because it is good <laughs> it's uh you know i i enjoy it just fine so what else can i say well i guess uh mike and myself have disqualified ourselves uh for the incel and voltel movement no i am definitely never was an incel either <laughs> it's crazy no this is from my my personal perspective yes Incel Volsal, that is crazy talk. That is just not, that is not my personal opinion. These are guys that are young, they're awkward, and now they go online and they see there's other, these young, awkward guys, and they find some crazy conspiracy theory that women are nasty people. And <laughs> the, you know, the best ones are. <laughs> Well, you know, and I, yeah, you know, and, and then, then they have these crazy, unrealistic expectations of what their life is going to be, you know, because they think that, like I say, I'm bringing up all these Hollywood women, but that's what it is, too. Yeah, it's like it's a the Hollywoodization of our society 
you know, well, and, and go the back. Local I mean, farm girl just isn't good enough anymore. Yeah, where did, where, I mean, where did so where did the South Beach diet come from? Right. I mean, like all of these trends, mm-hmm. you know, they all kind of get started there because these are the people that have the audiences that will listen to them, you know. Right. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. Yeah, I was never, uh, you know, part of those. I never knew they existed, really. Uh, I've kind of heard of the incel, but didn't know enough about it. Um, so this is informative for me. But I never, you know, I mean, everybody's awkward when they're young. I mean, that's, right. That's the whole point. It's it's weird. It's weird being alive. It is, and, and, uh, and it almost gets weirder every day. Um, oh, for sure. But, I, you know, I don't know that I would... I feel like there's a healthy line and an unhealthy line or something. Like on one side of the line, you're healthy. And then when you start talking about, you know, taking the red pill or blue pill, uh, you're kind of crossing over. But, you know, there's certainly times I'd go out and uh, or stay home and uh, drink with my buddy or some buddies. And we'd be like, man, like, what's up with the women? You know, like, and just, you know, shoot the shit as guys. But we weren't oh, sure. saying that they're all like terrible and stuff, but just like, hey, we're all having like a bad go of things right now. Um, right. What's going well, I on? Got, I got into, introduced to men's rights activism because uh, I have a good friend who was had a really bad divorce. <clears throat> okay. And uh, they tried to pass a amendment or a law in North Dakota by uh, uh, a poll, right, on the, on the election. It was that uh child when you when you split with a woman the child custody is automatically 50-50 unless one party can prove the other party is uh a bad parent or legally incapable of being a parent and it failed yeah in the state of North Dakota and man he was so mad yeah and i voted i voted in that election and i voted for the 50-50 yeah and uh i think there's a lot of men that are very aggrieved because of child support for sure. Oh, yes. All the guys I know that pay it yep. are not happy about it. <laughs> and they're all reasonable, normal adults as well. And that, that really stings. Well, yeah. And, and it, I think it kind of comes down to, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know because I don't, I don't pay child support. Um, but I feel like child support is kind of like the EBT cards and things. And I don't, I don't know if you remember, <clears throat> this might have been. I don't know, 10 years ago, uh, but the state of California realized that people were able to swipe their EBT cards at the casinos. So this, all these public funds that were supposed to help them put food on their table uh, were being used at casinos for gambling That's and, awesome. uh, and lottery and stuff. And so they were like, you know, finding that out. And I feel it's probably similar with child support is you have to pay that money, but there's no guarantee that that money is going to the child. Like I feel oh, that the, the, I feel, well, I know. But I feel the men would be okay, you know, more okay with it if they knew that it was going directly to the children. Because I don't well, think that these men that are upset about it, by and large, you know, that want custody, right? So you have to be the man that wants custody and wants to spend time with your child. I don't think they'd be opposed to providing for their child because they want to do that. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that they're forced to pay this money and there's no no accountability on the back end of where that money actually went. Oh, my, uh, my buddy, the guy I'm talking about, lost the house, lost the kid, and his uh, child support just magically happened to be the amount of the house payment that for the house that he just lost. Yeah. 
And then well, he also and, bought their child all the school clothes, and you know what I mean. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, what he knows, he knew exactly what his money was paying for. <laughs> that now her new boyfriend lived in, you know. <laughs> well, and so here's here's another interesting thing: is even if you pass the fifty fifty, if uh, for custody, if, unless the other one of the other parties can prove that the other parent is is not fit, uh, it is it is. Very easy, and it is that is textbook, textbook, uh, to if you are the one leaving, that you then what you do is you file for divorce, then you file a restraining order immediately, like at the same time you're filing divorce, and you say that your partner is unfit or angry, and of course, they're going to be because a lot of times they're blindsided by this information. Um, not to sure. say that, not to say that they haven't, uh, you know, statistically been violent or angry before that. I uh, first of all, I'm I have maybe two inches left, and this cigar has become quite strong. I've got an inch left, and uh, I'm going to have to go grab the roach clip. Yes, you know, it's still good, but it is. Quite, I mean, it is. Yeah, it's quite very strong. strong. I've I've slowed down my smoke my smoking on it. Quite strong. So, uh, quick story time, I guess, yes. before we finish the episode. I have a friend, college friend, uh, moved out to California with his spouse, who happened to be a woman. They moved into a new place. He had a job working for a government organization. Uh, and uh, they were moving into their apartment, and they had all their books that they were moving in on, in boxes stacked on their uh, table, their living room table or living room, dining room table. Table collapses under the weight. Huge racket. The neighbors, who they've never met, call the police, saying, oh, my God, there's some crazy racket. There must be domestic violence. So they come in. They arrest my friend. Yes. Even though his girlfriend at the time, I think she was his girlfriend, doesn't matter. His partner said, there's no domestic violence. The table collapsed. They could see the table was collapsed. They, they, had, they, they had to arrest somebody, so they arrested him. So he yeah. just moved into a new job working for the government. <laughs> yes. Now he's arrested for domestic violence in jail. She bails yep. him out. They automatically file a restraining order on him. He cannot move back into their new apartment. So he had to take their car and live in the car for a week until she got the domestic violence thing cleared up off of him. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> See, and that's, you know, I mean, there's... But, you know, and where's the line? Because certainly some of those things are put in place for those circumstances where, you know, the the one who's being abused is so brainwashed they don't realize they're being abused. And this sure. is really for their safety. And, and, you know, in those instances, this can be, you know, let's say a godsend. But then there's other instances where common sense should prevail. And right. there's it's no bruising, insane. there's no swelling, there's no indication of, of any physical anything. You can see that there's like a thousand pounds of books on a table that broke. You know, that's... Right, bad there's move got, There's got to be, there's got to be some, some kind of like common sense clause in a lot, well, in a lot of our laws, really, like there should be. Yes, so... Anyway, this cigar was wonderful. Man, it is strong. I'm all, I'm getting yeah. an eye off of it right it's now. It's crazy uh, how strong it got because, you know, the first half, I was like, ooh, a nice light, you know, do-to-do, 
perfect for whatever. And uh, then at the midway point, I was like, ooh, it's starting to get a little uh, a little more intense here. And I uh, just, I don't know how they do it, but it got stronger and stronger and stronger. Uh, flavorful throughout, though. Yes. Very good. Oh, yes. It was very good all the way throughout. Um, it's one of those ones that you almost think they would have slipped a little, like, warning warning in there. Like, hey, this one gets a lot stronger towards the end there. Um, yeah, they should have come up with a warning <laughs> sticker. <laughs> we, don't, we don't care about your health. Uh, but just FYI, this is going to get real strong <laughs> towards yes, the, and you the last half. Yes, you are going to feel it. You are definitely yeah. going to feel it. <laughs> so uh, I like it. This one's a good one. Oh, it's great. And like I say, I, I mean, it, I smoked cigars all weekend, several. Yeah. And uh, even now, I mean, this is strong. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> and it's, uh, well, it's deceptive because, one, the wrapper, and then, two, the first half was, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's one of the lightest cigars that I've smoked, but it was it was really light, and I was like, really oh, this, light, this really is nice. going to be Very really nice. something different, uh, and it, and it has been. You know, I'm not saying it hasn't, uh, but it it was it got really surprisingly strong here, uh, second half. Yes, but good. I mean, oh yes, I'm still smoking it, and I'm like, me too. I'm weaving to around in my chair, you know, <laughs> losing consciousness. <laughs> But. <laughs> uh, but even even under the influences and the ravages of a uh, tobacco fever dream, uh, you're still not joining the uh, the incels vol vol cells or the the migs. What is it? The migs or the uh, M21? Well, I would say that for some time, especially when I was traveling, I I definitely had a MIGTEL mindset uh, because getting into a relationship with a woman just wasn't an option. Uh, yeah. Due to my career oil field. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So oil field and uh, uh, coal and whatever. Doing the heavy industrial work is just not, that's not uh, conducive to a happy <laughs> relationship. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's not generally conducive to a happy but, relationship. But even, I'm just trying to you, say, like, but, even with the, you know, uh, the tobacco high, you're not uh, not going to go all all sexist on us. No, I'm not going to start, uh, I'm not going to kick Sarah out and uh, start living <laughs> on my own. <laughs> yes. And, well, uh, and, and, that, and that's the thing is you've never, uh, you've never appeared sexist to me. Uh, well, I, I, I mean, I don't intend, uh, I, I think a lot of sexism is intentional. <laughs> you know yeah. I, mean? I guess there's always the unintentional, the, you know, the unintentional uh, sexism. But, yeah. Are you uh, talking locker room talk? And grabbing, oh, yeah. grabbing certain that. genders yeah. by certain areas. No, the pussy grabber in chief <laughs> is my hero. That's one of my favorite uh, terms for our ex-president. Because it hits it right on the head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that my I have an aunt who uh, just retired and she was extremely unimpressed when that hit the news. <laughs> yes. I told, I don't know if I mentioned it on the, uh, on the podcast and I'm going to just kind of like, uh, I'll, I'll mention it here just real quick to kind of keep uh, anonymity. Um, but uh, I was talking to somebody who is, is very Christian and very pro-Trump. And they were trying to tell me this is before the election, you know, before, or before uh, he took office. Um, and he was saying uh, that uh, Trump was a, a good Christian and that I should <laughs> vote for them because, uh, because Trump was such a good Christian. And so my response was, yes, my favorite part of the Bible was when Jesus commanded his disciples to grab 
them by the pussy. Uh, and that pretty much ended that conversation. So I can imagine. Yes. I can imagine. <laughs> uh, so, but it's true. But it is well, true. It's yeah. true. It's true. Um, you know, there's certain things that I think we should, and in, in, in our friends too, you know, if you've got a friend that's not jiving with your philosophy, maybe it's time to find new friends. Uh, but I think that, you know, with our elected officials, and even like Hollywood people that you idolize, like take a moment and just look and see, do they, do their beliefs really like line up with, with what you believe? Or are those the kind of people that you want your kids to look up to, you know, and this could be sports people. It could be your neighbor. It could be the president, whoever. Um, but, you know, I think once you kind of take like a hard look through that different lens, a lot of people fall <laughs> really short, especially those that are media popular. Oh, yes. I, I think one of the best Charles Burke quotes of all time is that I'm not your child's role model. You're your child's role model. Yeah. Yeah, he's notorious. His personal behavior is notorious. And rightfully so. He's super rich and do whatever he wants. Yeah. And he, he does. So, I don't know what I would do if I had Charles Barkley's money and fame. Probably the exact same thing. but Probably a lot. <laughs> we'd, we'd be smoking a little bit different uh, lineup of cigars, probably. But, oh, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we try. I wouldn't try... be ordering uh, specials on the internet, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we're here for you the listener and we want you know and that's something that my uh our well dave uh, he was on the show he, he talks to me all the time about uh how amazed he is at some of the prices of these cigars that we're smoking because he was expecting like a pretentious cigar podcast you know and uh we've smoked some really nice cigars and we've smoked you know i mean some really nice cigars but that don't have the nice cigar price tag i guess so right and that's where the gold is for me. I like this. Oh, yeah, of, for sure. A reasonable cigar that's still going to be good. Yes. So, and there's a lot of them out there. Yes. So. And there's a lot more for us to discover. And it could Absolutely. be our next episode that we discover that one for you. I guess that wraps it up. That Orange. wraps it up. Any, Pretty much uh, all the uh, average person needs to know about yeah. incels. Any further cells. questions on this topic, uh, please feel free to call Mike on his personal number. Uh, which I'll... <laughs> 555, 555. Yeah, yeah. 1-900-555. 1-212-212. Yeah, as you can tell, we're both feeling this cigar. So uh, this is my first one of the evening. Mine also. My first one of the evening, but yeah. All right. Well, there until we next time. Be safe. Have fun. <laughs>